This week on Show Me Your News. Dragoon and Bullet Bill in the Smash Brothers update. Nintendo's E3 plans and Microsoft's latest reversals are discussed. Also, my date with a secret agent in the soapbox segment. Nintendo's Tomodachi Life drama is our hilarity of the week and much more. Our guest is Roran, filmmaker and SMYN fan extraordinaire, as he tells us about his latest Indiegogo film project. Hey, gaming world, I implore you to... Show me your news! And now, coming through your speakers and into your ears, it's the gaming podcast that you all know and love. It's... Show me your news! Your favorite Super Smash Brothers Brawl podcast from 2007 continues to cover the latest in the video game industry at showmeyournews.com. Now, let's join the show. Welcome! Welcome to Show Me Your News, the pinnacle for delivering and debating the gaming news that matters the most to you. Rumor-filled gossip, hardware blunders, or upcoming releases. If it relates to video games, we want to talk about it. I am Yoko, and I am not looking forward to frying in the triple-digit Arizona sun. I am Super, and I'm planning a trip to Florida. Ooh, where to in Florida? Orlando. Are you going to Disney World? We're considering either Disney World or Universal, but they're both rather expensive. They are. If I had to pick the two, I would say Universal... Uh, you're gonna mm-hmm. get you know less rides, and you're gonna have cooler stuff there. Let's face it, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, it's greater than Space Mountain. Let's I want to go to there. Do do that, and the Hulk. Go on the Hulk roller coaster. I shall do both of those things probably. Well, <sighs> we are part of the Show Me Your News Network at ShowMeYourNews.com, and our top stories today for episode 158 of the podcast on Wednesday, May 14th, 2014. Uh, and the Smash Brothers, I was going to say the dojo, but it's more of the website. Those updates have been pretty dull. But it's cool. a good thing that Nintendo revealed their pre-E3 plans, and that means big Smash Brothers news came along with it. Also, Yee? yeah, I know you're excited, Super, that's for sure. We're all excited in the Show Me News community. Also, Microsoft made some more 180s. Go figure with that one. They made some big... So changes. they've made two 180s, creating a 360. Ha-cha-cha. We'll talk about the different changes that they've made to their hardware requirements and their plans for Xbox Live. Our Hilarity of the Week, a game that is a Nintendo game that's being brought overseas. It got all confused and muddled with different social rights issues, and we'll talk about how Nintendo handled that one. It's it's almost a fail that they tried to redeem themselves. We'll talk about it. Got stories in the story pool, games that are out recently. We'll get into our soapbox and end the show with YouTube recommendations. Our guest this week, big fan of the show. We see him out at Yomacon each November, which is very cool. He is working on a movie, Indiegogo, which he'll talk about later on his soapbox. We're looking forward to speaking with you. Roran, welcome to the show. Hey, what's up? I am Roran, and I am super psyched to be here. Excellent, excellent. So you say you're a big-time fan of the show. We, we're very flattered and humbled by that. Uh, uh-huh. you know, give some... He's humbled. I still think I'm great. <laughs> <laughs> give, some, uh, give some show cred. How long have you been listening? I've been listening. Actually, um, funny enough, my first episode I heard of you guys was one of your 9-11 uh, podcasts. Oh, my goodness. Um, 
I think it was 2012 because mm-hmm. I had heard Master Wuggles plug it on the DangerCast and how he was going to guest on your show. And so I'm like, mm, I've heard him talk about this a lot. I'm going to go follow, see what this is all about. And then I heard him. And I'm like, hmm, these guys are all right. And so we're I've been pretty okay. ever since. Yeah, Grant's a, Grant's a good friend. We're, we are we got to get him mm-hmm. back on the show sometime. That's a, that's a good idea. I need yeah. to play the video game with that guy. You do have the gauntlet to throw down with him. That is for sure. Uh, let's get into the games that we've been playing recently. What are you playing? We spent about a minute per game talking about kind of a little encapsulation of what we've been playing in our video game libraries. And Super, we're going to start with you. What are you playing? All right. Well, as you know, I'm still playing the Project M kind of game. You gotta gotta do that to make that <laughs> money. Play some competitive. Make that money, money. Actually, I had to leave the Smash Fest so I could come here real quick and uh, you know do the podcast thing. But it should still be going when I go back, so I'm not too salty about Those it. Those things go late in the night. I'm sure you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> I just have to get up at 8 a.m. tomorrow to go to work. Hello. Mm. But uh, outside of that, I have been playing Skies of Arcadia. That's right. Mm-hmm. The, the, the Skies of Arcadia Legends version of the GameCube. I don't know if I you know, said that last time. I am at the end game. I'm just kind of digging around and... Get, finding all the extras and stuff like that. I seem to have missed one item, and I've been searching the entirety of the game looking for it. Oof. Yeah, I, I want to I want to grab that and finish up the plot arc before I beat the game. But I've grown so strong that most bosses are de- taking not many turns. <laughs> that, is, that is a good I've, thing. I've already performed max damage multiple times against bosses. <laughs> How, now, is that just four nines? Yep, four nines. Four nines. That's, that's this is a game where you know, seven hundred damage is a lot. Hmm. And you're getting that much. Yeah. Wow. wow. My standard attacks are now hitting into thousand five hundreds or something like that. Pretty impressive. It's kind of insane. So very quickly, what do you think about the game? Because you're you're so close to the end. I'm so close to the end. It's a fantastic game for those who like turn-based RPGs. I really like the aspect that you choose all of your what all of what you're going to do, and then the entire turn plays out with every character rather than choose well, this character's thing and then they do that thing and then someone else does a thing and then you choose your next character's thing. Hmm. Everything is put down and then the turn plays out. Same things with the uh, ship battles; they're all very very cool. And you're a sky pirate. And you're a sky pirate. Can't be a bad. blue rogue. What else have you been playing? Uh, really, that's all that I've been playing. I haven't been playing much of Dream Team, simply because I want to do that. And I started South Park Stick of Truth. Ooh. Ah. Yes. I have not completed it. I actually played for a while, and then I walked away, and I forgot that I left my Xbox on for more than an hour with the option to turn it off <laughs> if it has something like that. Oh, so no. I don't know where I am right now. I probably lost a lot of time, so, but I, I, I got through the UFO segment in that one, though, so I'm getting more powers. I'm looking forward to finally getting around to play that one. I hear it's a, a short game, but in you know, good length. And it's it's certainly a good length. I, mm-hmm. I didn't beat it in an afternoon, so you know that's one nice thing to say about it. Right, right. Especially for a role-playing game, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I heard it was a of a smaller quality. Uh, I honestly don't know 
where it is. Uh, I feel like I'm still discovering things about the game, so it doesn't seem like there's any solid end game in sight. So I'm actually really interested in that. <laughs> Interesting. I heard that whatever it means, and I don't know the context of the story at all, but I hear like day three is the last hurrah. Okay, well, I'm on day two, so that's kind of cool. There you go. All right, Roran, your first What Are You Playing segment. What do you got for us? Uh, well, I have not been playing much because I've uh, been like working a lot to try and produce this feature that I wrote. But um, recently I have uh, been – I took a t- uh, – train ride downtown to Chicago to uh, record a bit of my Indiegogo video, a little update. And uh, so on the train, I played a bit of Pokemon X because that's nice. the version I got when it came out. My brother got Y, I got X. But nice. So little did I know that he got the better Mega Evolutions, but no, that's why didn't. we're going to be... No? No. Charizard. Oh, what's Charizard. the better X Evolution? It's the better Evolution. Charizard evolution turns ever. into a part dragon type. He's also really cool. You know, dark... You know, black and blue colored, ups his attack, uh, whereas Y, Mega Charizard Y, is all about special attack. That yeah, that's what my, my brother's big on Cerebi.net. He says that Charizard's a good uh, special sweeper. So mm-hmm. Mewtwo <laughs> is a crazy Y Mega Evolution. With mm-hmm. he's, yeah, very good special sweeper there. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I've, uh, I've been playing that slowly but surely. I oh, actually where are you in first uh, gym leader. Oh, first gym leader. Okay, nice. Yeah, uh, I haven't gotten to the Gen One Pokemon yet, but uh, gonna definitely pick Char- uh, Charmander because he's the best. That's right. Uh, I have also done uh, Gary's mod. Played a bit of uh, Murder uh, on Tuesday. Nice. What? I have not delved into that much. What? Uh, so for those that don't know what Gary's mod is, what is it? Yeah, that's uh, that's that big sandbox game that uh, people like to throw around ragdolls and do a bunch of silly stuff. But there's uh, also it's a bunch with the Source engine, so you can take all the Half Life and TF2 and characters and stuff and anything on Source and even some custom models mm-hmm. and just set them up doing things. Or you could play uh, custom game modes like Murder or Trouble in Terrorist Town or Prop Hunt, and you go around and play the little. Well, just essentially play the mini games. If you ever played Prop Hunt, it's like super like tense because you hide as an orange in a fruit cart and hope nobody comes to shoot you, and then you make a run for it when they see you. It's really intense. What's murder like? Uh, murder is uh, you. One person has a knife and one person has a gun, and the rest of you just are innocent bystanders, and you have to figure out who's the murderer. The murderer can it's a one hit kill with the knife, and then the Magnum has only like. A few bullets, but if you shoot an innocent, your screen goes dark for a while, and you're like open to attack. Interesting. So, yeah, like there are a lot like of a little mafia variation in a way. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Trouble and Terrorist Town's kind of the same, except everyone has a gun. Yeah. And so, yeah, but it's they're more like social games to play with friends, and even with some strangers. Once you get to know each other, like you'll start tricking each other and stuff. It's great. Interesting. <laughs> I just think knife, uh, gun, knife, gun, knife, gun. <laughs> the basics of uh, I have also uh, I bought Rhythm Heaven Fever after uh, borrowing it from a friend. Mm, so just, a I game. love Rhythm Heaven Fever. It's so good. Plus, I'm amazing when it comes to uh, rhythm because I'm an editor, so uh, it's in my blood. Oh yeah. And like I perfected like the first track because I restarted. I'm not even that far yet, but 
I've completed the first track. And uh, I was showing it to some of my brother's friends, and they were just failing. I'm like, okay, hold on. Watch this. And so I just perfected them, like, right yeah. in front of them. Yeah. I even, I've been experimenting with trying it with my eyes closed. And I got the golf game down. Don't really have anything else down yet. Sometimes but. that's the best part, like especially when you get used to them. Sometimes like the visuals are meant to throw you off, so you just got to rely on on your rhythm. I mean, if you have your free music and editing, yeah, it's, it definitely helps. Um, I was trying to test that game on a projector setup we have in our. Big oh studio. no! And nope. uh, the projector lag was fierce. <laughs> I was just trying because you know, super, you were over, and we were trying to play yep. some project down, and it was just like mm-hmm. this is like. Almost like playing online Smash. Like this is just horrible. So first time I, I ever had I'm like, a projector. Is it, is was, it just uh, game or you know is it rhythm having fever or is it any game really? So I I put in rhythm having fever. Like I'm going to remix ten. Like I know I can play this, and it's like on it's like between beats is when it's landing. Like the fuck <sighs> stabbing was just dreadful. I'm like nope, it, it's the projector. But yeah, the first time I ever had a projector uh, for Brawl was at my college dorm in my junior year. There was a Brawl tournament. I just, it was my first experience with a projector. I'm like, how do people do this? This is awful. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, a projector is fine fine when you have an HDMI device. Anything else? (laughs) Bad news bears. Uh, Yeah, I also. I'll go quick because I know this always runs too long. But uh, <laughs> I, the man knows. I, I beat uh, Donkey Kong Country GBA. Uh, not Donkey Kong Country. I'm sorry, Donkey Kong Original for Game Boy Advance. Oh, wow. Uh, the extended uh, arcade port, and I, it was after a hiatus because I originally I gotten the original cartridge for like for Christmas one year, and I was too young to get past like the fourth or fifth world, and I recently bought it on the nintendo eShop when i saw it and i'm so i'm thinking oh i'm sorry the 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 stream is the 30 second delay so i just saw you face oh. so that's what made me laugh <laughs> <laughs> and so yep. um uh yeah so i bought it for five dollar digital download and i just played it recently i'm like oh this is a lot easier now that i know what i'm doing and so that was fun uh i also went to c2e2 recently and bought Super Mario Land and the Aladdin game for the SNES. Nice, nice. Yeah, the thing about Aladdin though is that I think the battery is dead because it takes a while to like a f- couple flicks on and off to try and get it to load, and when it finally does load, it glitches out constantly. Mm. So I gotta probably unscrew it and do that soldering trick or the electrical tape. I remember with playing the Aladdin battery. On, I remember playing Aladdin on Genesis, and like a friend had it. But I think the only time I've ever played Donkey Kong was on the Tiger Electronic Watches. Oh, I don't wow. know if anyone ever had those. <laughs> wow. I actually didn't those have a watch. Terrible. I had one of the uh, like the big full-size Tiger Electronics about Sonic 2. Oh, and it was, the, it was an Oil Ocean stage. <laughs> and I had never gotten to Oil Ocean ever on the original before. Mm. So I'm like, hmm, this is an interesting looking place. And I finally got to Oil Ocean on the original. I'm like, oh, I remember this thing. This is from the Tiger thing. Man, so. Tiger, Tiger ones were so bad. But <laughs> gosh, Donkey yes. Kong, ugh, not so much. Let's see. I have been playing Tales of the Abyss. I know I said I wanted to start on 3DS because I'd be traveling a lot, which 
I am. But nope. uh, had Scott come over, Solid Snake 120, who's been on the show before, came over. We had a the co-op weekend and spent about five and a half to six hours just going through the beginning. So uh, the the group is on their way back to Batical, which I cannot stand that pronunciation of the hometown. Uh, let's see, B A T I C U L. I thought it was C-A-L, but it could be C-U-L. I don't remember. It's a radical, though. Yeah. Uh, it's a dumb pronunciation anyway. Do not have the last party member, the Archer. Um, so I'm assuming it feels like it's getting to a point where it's going to do one of those Tales story shifts. And it, we, we kind of learned a little bit about uh, Luke and his hyper-resonances. So. Yep. Uh, the just you know characters that you don't trust early on like you seem suspicious sir so it is interesting <laughs> there's a lot of suspicious things mm-hmm. i do uh enjoy the use of the you know button to free run the addition that is yes. the best it's, it's a big help yes it is it is uh so that's nice you know the 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 combat is good. The big downfall the game has, and I know it'd probably be better on 3DS, and I know I'm spoiled coming from the PS3 version with the HD Tales of Symphonia. The load times on the PS2 version are goddamn atrocious. <laughs> it's really bad. After every battle, it's four to five seconds to get back to the main you know, open field. Wow, I didn't even. I I don't know if the 3DS version has those kind of load time. It doesn't. It really doesn't. Flash memory, yo. And just newer time. I mean, that game came out what 2005 for PS2, so it's dated. Uh, but just oh gosh, yeah, the load times. That's really the only thing that's really struggling. But it's nice that I I get to stream it. And super, you tuned in for a little bit when you were at a, a Smash tournament, so that was nice. Yeah, I had some Wi-Fi and I just kind of tuned in real quick. That's pretty cool, and I'll talk about you know streaming and stuff later because that's really starting to work very well for us. Uh, played a little bit of Mario Golf World Tour, more just a, it was a GameFly rental, just to try it out, send it right back. Uh, it plays really nicely. You have the option for an, a simple, easier shot or a manual where you get to you know control what you know spin you want to hit it off the tee or how strong if you hit early or late. And I tried the manual. It does make it pretty challenging for starters. I just didn't want to do like a very simple shot. Um, that would have, I don't know, kind of made it almost too simple. But I did the uh, the first, like the, the forest course that kind of sets your handicap. I think I got plus two, which would have not happened had I just, I did terribly on one, uh, on one hole. But it's enjoyable. I know there are a lot of... Uh, a lot of unlockables and whatnot may be worth a purchase later down the line. Uh, but I know, like, whatever, you know, effort and progress I put into that cart wouldn't stay with me because it's a, it's a rental. So put in a little time, send it back. It, it was enjoyable. And like you, Super, I've been playing some Project M. Uh, That's right. With, with the streaming set up the way it is, got some matches in with Sword Hunter and really... I did notice the update on the YouTube channel. Really enjoyable quality. It's, it's worked out very nicely. So we're looking to do more of that. I'll be the test of that. You're going to beat our asses, what you guys do. <laughs> so let's get to talking about 
that Smash Brothers. Uh, that Smash. Smash Brothers. It's been an interesting couple weeks. Let's start with talking about the uh, the different Miiverse pictures. And my goodness, my Flash plugin crashed. Wouldn't that happen when I have like 15 tabs going on here? <laughs> of course. A lot of trophies recently. Uh, yeah. Especially today's with uh, Pikmin 3, Brittany. She's pulling out a little red Pikmin there. Uh, I think they also had Wonder Red recently. You had Dylan from Dylan's Rolling Adventure. Uh, so some of those. Again, like it's these very simple updates that if we were doing a show like back in the Brawl days where it was all about these updates and this is the only thing we could talk about, we'd be pretty starved for actual information that's coming straight from the website. That's, that's not entirely true. Entirely. I mean, there are some interesting... What were some of your favorite updates in the past couple weeks? Um, Definitely the uh, Little Max uh, uh, wrestling ring. Mm-hmm. The attacking the lights and all that. That was interesting. I'm surprised that you could get up that high. Yep, you get up that high, and it says, but even Little Mac can get up there by jumping on the ropes. And I'm, and I thought to myself a little bit, and I thought to myself, well, it's not actually that high up there, but Little Mac has to get a boost to get up there from the ropes. So I thought of thinking about it, I'm like, Little Mac's aerial recovery and double jump are small. I mean, we knew that already, but it just really emphasizes the fact, yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's like super duper small, though. Like, you have to get a full hop, double jump, and up B will not reach that, that height. That's actually pretty small compared to everyone, though. I wonder how you're going to recover if you're ever thrown off the stage. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. <laughs> you're not an aerial fighter, Mac. <laughs> you got to stay on the ground and punch, punch, punch. What do you make of the, the st- jumping off the ropes bit? Like, uh, are we going to be able to get on the ropes, or is that going to be part of the ledge, or... Well, we already know that those the side. This is a walk off stage, so we already know it's not going to be legal in tournaments. Mm-hmm. Um, but this as far really as the ropes are concerned, I'm almost 100 percent sure that it's going to be a triggered uh, footstool animation. Hmm. Interesting. You probably just you probably do a footstool animation off the ropes. Okay. I'm just wondering like how you jump on that as opposed to the main floor of the boxing ring. That's going to be interesting to see. Probably a you're little probably bit of a gonna... lock-on kind of thing. If you're falling near it, you'll probably lock onto it. Same way you would yeah, do probably like as how the brawl. Work in the uh, stage builder. Mm, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Though, yeah, it's a, you're, you're absolutely right with the, the tournament legality. When you have them running off the, the stage or running onto the stage, it's, it's going to be interesting, interesting to see for sure. A uh, couple interesting items, you know, kind of headlined the the newer things. We got Dragoon back because Dragoon with yeah. the Dragoon Prophet was such an important part of Smash Brothers history. You know, almost that was worth the mention. And uh, you know, Sakurai <laughs> working on the Kirby franchise, he was going to include that. That, uh, that targeting well, reticle is really bad. about the Dragoon. When it was introduced in Brawl, I got so good at sidestepping right as people were about to shoot me. Mm. So, like, they would put the rectangle on me. I'm like, okay, and then down L, and then Wait they would just yeah. miss me. Mm-hmm. Um, they'd always rage. I'm like, hey, yeah, but I don't know. This one might be different. It might be. Um, 
Yeah, you're super absolutely right with the, the reticle looking pretty cool, especially it would be in the stereoscopic 3D on 3DS. Mm. So that would be interesting. New item of Bullet Bill. That was cool. Apparently you become Bullet Bill to you you know, go full speed ahead. And Home is Calling. Sorry, Home podcast. Uh <laughs> Yes, <laughs> Wonder Red as an assist trophy. The uh, the assist trophy of Orn. Or is it even assist trophy? I have no idea. Orn, I assume, Kid Icarus Uprising? I'm guessing. I believe so. I lost my copy, so... Mm. Well, apparently he's more powerful than Ultimate Chimera, and that that thing was, was powerful. If you ever played New Pork. But who did that, seriously? That's... <laughs> no. You do not play Newport City. <laughs> you don't play Newport around me. Uh, we see more of the Wireframe Little Mac. Uh, good to see those alternate costumes. I think that's going to be one of the main exciting things. Is You have to think that more characters are going to have those alternate costumes. If not, I think it's a big missed opportunity for Sakurai. I don't think you can just limit to a couple characters. Yeah. Um, yeah, I actually never was a fan of alternate costumes until I like tried it out once, and I'm like, oh, this this Angel Knight and Dark Knight, as we call him, looks really cool, and Bloodhawk and everything. So yeah. now I like doing alternate costumes. Yeah, X Guardian Ace makes a good point. Orn might be a Smash Run event or obstacle. Yep. That's a. I was considering that myself, considering that he only appeared on a, at a 3DS screenshot. Mm. That is a good point. Yeah. So let's hope he stays there. I don't want another ultimate chimera obstacle in a, a main stage. You know, the way that that looks, yeah. now that you bring that up, it could be a smash run. It definitely looks like it would be built around a 3D effect with all the skulls popping out at you and stuff. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Well, we've seen Palutena's temple stage, and it's gigantic. So it would make sense for it to show up there mm-hmm. as a homage to New Pork, as of all stages. So, but we know what happens when we we put faith in Sakurai. We'd like to say it should be all, or you should have this feature. We should have that. We know Sakurai, and sometimes yeah. he may not be able to come through. Though yesterday's update was also a very interesting one, including Charizard. Uh, not only confirmation that Mega Charizard X is the final smash for yep. Charizard, uh, but also Flare Blitz. We were noticing that during our uh, Smash Brothers analysis the, of the direct. We saw he had a new attack. It's Flare Blitz. Does get recoil damage for his side B. And then Rock Smash, which was the side B, moves to down B. Which is just unfortunate. <laughs> How so? Because it's such a stupid move. <laughs> he just slams his head into a rock and that apparently hurts someone else. I just remember what you know we were all saying... When uh, we were trying the Japanese version of the game, we're like, he's got rocks for sale, and they're free. <laughs> uh, honestly, I kind of wish they had just stolen the down special from Project M. They because... stole a lot of things from Project M, but that one would have been nice. Yeah, there's definitely a large amount of things that are stolen from Project M in this game. And I, I'm actually like, Flare Blitz, really cool. Wish that was his Project M side special. Mm-hmm. But it's also, you know, we've already seen the gliding attack is out, and 
that was basically Flare Blitz. Yeah. So what we're seeing here is basically his old gliding attack moved to a special move, beefed up, but it gives recoil damage because apparently Pichu was a good idea. Right, right. <laughs> I'm just noticing in this wireframe Mac screenshot, we see shorts ad infinitum. They just keep going and going and going into the screen. Dude, yes, shorts. I like how the wireframe has not wireframe shorts. Yeah, yeah, and apparently and the, uh, shoes. the design of wireframe in the original was done by Miyamoto, Sakurai shared. So, mm-hmm. little fun things you learn, but that was about all. Let's get to talking about the real meat of what Smash Brothers news happened these past couple smash, weeks. Smash, 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 smash. Nintendo teamed up with Mega64. The, oh, this was an amazing video. The <laughs> wonderful internet comedy trio. And they have you know more members to the team, but primarily known as a trio. Uh, I'm a, a big fan. I was amazed to see this kind of team up, not just... You know, for the recognition that Mega64 gets. I mean, they do work with a lot of different gaming personalities. But for Nintendo to be this flexible, this open, this willing to work on a video like this was really something to see. And kudos to them for announcing their pre-E3 plans in a comedic video with Reggie fees a mech Um... The big news coming out of this for Smash Brothers, while we are on the Smash Brothers topic, I mean, Reggie canceled his dinner with President Obama to set up a <laughs> a Smash Brothers tournament in Los Angeles during E3. And you're sitting there, you're thinking, well, yes, absolutely. I yeah, I mean, I can't play. Like, what does this mean for me? This is a big deal because it is the first Nintendo-sponsored Smash tournament. That is awesome. Yeah, at E3. I, I mean, it's super. Your perspective from the competitive community, and uh, let us let us know what you think about it. Oh, jeez. From what I saw about this, I, the first thing I'm like, okay, it's an invitational. So my first thoughts were, who's it gonna be? 16 Almost players. certainly, we're going to see Mewtwo King there. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a worst-case scenario, but he is kind of the name for Smash right now. Yeah. I mean, not nothing against Mewtwo King as a person, but like he's got a large history behind him. I don't know if that history is going to keep him from it, but, oh boy. <laughs> he, I want him to play it because... He's, like, really good, but I also don't want him to play it because he'll immediately find out the best strategy, which is probably going to be really boring to watch. <laughs> that I really might want be- Isaiah to go in because he always goes ham, and it's amazing. I'll say that same with might- Mango, and same with uh, PPMD. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Oh, uh, those, guys, those guys would make an amazing tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 16... 16- individuals will be invited to this invitation. So we don't know if it's going to be all pro Smash players. They very well may mix in some random internet celebrities and all that, and we wouldn't put it past Nintendo. Uh, they've been you know, sending out me's of the Nerdy Nummies YouTuber. Hmm. So they've been kind of getting more involved in that realm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would not expect 
all pro Smash players, but they are listening. They are taking notes. I do hope they get Prog and D1 to do the yeah. commentary. Uh, that would be the best for the Smash community. I hope that the tournament is live-streamed in some fashion. It has to be. I'm, I would be very disappointed if it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, this... If, if Nintendo is really, like actually acknowledging the competitive smash community now that's great because they were like they were like doing their best to ignore it for the longest time but if they've just finally just said you know screw it let's just embrace this i'd be very happy for that it's a big shift from during e3 when there was the couple days where we were worried that they were going to shut down the melee evo Event. If I say E3, I meant Evo. Yeah. They're going to shut down the Evo event for Melee. You know, couldn't be live stream, couldn't be any of that. And then they did turn around on that. But it's a big shift from that. In less than a year. Um, yeah. So it really kudos to them for that. I don't think we need to get, you know, all worried and concerned about the rules. I don't think that's the point this time around. I think, I think as a competitive community, what we need to just take you know stock in is that the recognition is the value here. I think you know you could have items be a factor. I think you could have maybe a disappointing you know invitational roster of players <laughs> invited. All these different things, but the fact that they're looking at Smash Brothers as people like to play this competitively. We are embracing. The competitive nature. I'm not going to hope for things like, oh, if this goes well, they're going to bring a Smash 4 demo to Evo. Like, I think getting <laughs> hopes up like that is a bit too much. <laughs> However, this first step, I think, is just that. A first step, and hopefully it is successful enough that they are open to more in the future. Yeah, but I really, really want them to live stream it. Oh, yeah. Even though I probably won't watch it because I'll be too busy at the Smash Fest. <laughs> Which they called Smash Fest. How about that? Super, tell us about it. Uh, so, like last year, Nintendo is bringing a couple games to Best Buy. But this year, they know what they're doing, and they're bringing Smash Bros. to the Best Buy locations around America during E3. So you get to go to a Best Buy. I'm not going to say local Best Buy because we huh. don't know how they're doing it this year. Right. Last year they were they were best they were chosen Best Buys. This year I'm not sure what they're doing, but uh, I assume that you will be within at least for most of you four hour drive. Yeah. It's a large drive, but I think for most of us that's for anyone listening to this podcast. That's an okay drive for getting a first glimpse at the new Smash Bros. If they put it anywhere near where I live, I'm definitely going there. It wouldn't mm-hmm. surprise I've got a Best me. Buy like ten minutes away from me, and I'm thinking to myself that it's not going to show up there. But the last time they had one about a half an hour away from me right now, mm-hmm. so I'm definitely going to be making this one as best I can. It wouldn't surprise me if it were the same locations. Now they have not confirmed that. Uh, however. Because you know that would be where all their different sales reps are, and that's a big help. The sales reps are the ones who help run the event. It's not Best Buy staff; it's the different Nintendo sales reps that do that. Mm-hmm. However, this is great news. Don't get me wrong; I will try to int- attend, 
you know, one of the days they haven't been too specific on scheduling and timing and all that because it was only two days and four hours for uh, last year when they had four games. But if you recall, and we were able to go last year, four games, one TV setup for most <laughs> of the Best Buy locations. Yep. They cannot do that again this year. And my concern mm-hmm. is that they just won't have the setups. I mean... The setup that they used was the Nintendo demo unit yeah. that they used in the store. It's not like they're going to bring in more just for that. Uh, so I have a big concern as someone who waited four hours in line last year just to play a couple races of Mario Kart 8, which granted it was was fun. It was not worth waiting in line for four hours. Um I have what would they do? Would they go and like? Would they ship a bunch of TVs and units to all the Best Buys and then take them down two days later? Or what do you think? I mean, you'd have to think like that would be the best way for them to handle it. It's just that's I don't think <clears throat> they're gonna do something that uh, someone was talking to me about recently were different like semis that were kind of built for this kind of thing. Oh, like a food that... truck for gaming. Pretty much, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard idea. that that's been a, that's been something in the past that other people have done, and I think that would be the best case scenario for this because that would have built-in TVs, controllers, and all that for anyone to be using. That you just basically park, open up your your uh, open up your side panels, and there's everything ready to go. Yeah, um, that's what I would say is best case scenario. Like second best case scenario, they send more more people out, uh, or you know they send more you know units out worst case scenario they only have smash brothers at the events and not four games with just smash brothers and they ran it last that. time but this time they have put in a lot more effort to you know telling everyone this is a big thing that they're doing last time it was you know it was just a nintendo direct this time i'm seeing a lot more buzz about it yeah and that's going to mean um, longer lines yeah, definitely. Major Moses in the chat was saying how rumors about GameStop showing Smash 2. Uh, I don't know about that, but I do. that does jog my memory from when Brawl came out. Uh, my friends and I were all waiting for the midnight release at a GameStop, and there was a tournament held there. And so we were like, oh, I mean, nobody knew about the game yet, so we were all just goofing around. And I love, I still remember to this day, that whenever a Freezy appeared... Uh, we would always go freezy, freezy, and it became like a whole chant. And uh, if anybody killed the freezy without using it, we'd all just start booing them. Uh, <laughs> it was hilarious. Yeah, I mean, I think whatever retail partners Nintendo could get would be valuable. Um, yeah, I definitely expect free for alls. They need to go through as many people as possible, and you're not mm-hmm. going to get 1v1s at all. Yeah, and like I'm a beast uh, in the chat, Joel says, unless you work at Best Buy, because then you'll. You know, get access to that kind of stuff, and yes, right. unless of course they have the kind of the the semis, the trailer, the food truck for gamers, as it is. In that case, I would say that you might see some one v ones going on. You might even see an impromptu tournament started, and that that is a big if. And Gimpy Fish is going to be hunting down those ats, and I don't mean assist trophies. Advanced those ink drops, trophies. yeah, the ink drops. <laughs> <laughs> And other things that he's going to get removed from the game. <laughs> Sorry, Gimpy. You know it's true. Yo, the ink drop was just tripping. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> um, the other big thing 
is Nintendo's E3 plans, not only to have different streams throughout the day from the Nintendo Treehouse, uh, there are different people who work in the Nintendo headquarters studios, so apparently different live streams throughout the show. That will be interesting. I'm sure just, you know, little demos here and there. It's going to be Nintendo's first go at this, so we'll see how they do. And it's not a Nintendo Direct this year. It's not a stage show, but it's a Nintendo Digital Event. Don't Hmm. call it a Direct. It's apparently something bigger. So... I'm interesting. Yeah. So they say that this is the one that we've been waiting for. And they have to bring it. They have to bring it this year. It has to be all about the software. It has to be the compelling reason why the Wii U deserves to survive another year. Up until and we have now, to know more the Wii U reviews. was having terrible sales. But today, we hope to bring you reason to buy Wii U for your family. Please understand. <laughs> uh, directly to you. So... Yeah, I think they'll be going through Twitch. I think they need to. Under- they, I think they've learned from last year, like with the different connection issues that they had last year. Uh, and I, I watched the show again, which I was. It was only like forty minutes last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was surprisingly short. I think they got to go longer this year. Uh, it's going to be exciting though. This is shaping up to be a big E3, all about the games, and it's going to be really the software, the games that's going to be how the different companies position themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I this hope is the that second Nintendo year. has a really hype video for revealing, like, four or five new characters in Smash. Kind of like they did for the last Smash-centric one, where they showed off Charizard mm-hmm. and Ninja in the same one. And I really hope that... Oh, wait, wait a minute, I interrupted you up. I wonder if this is the second year in a row that Nintendo has like not gone to E3 and instead opting for the uh, the digital video stuff. I wonder if that's just what they're going to do from now on. And it's possible. And I'm it's also wondering if work for them. all these events that are do- happening during E3 are maybe trying to get people to not watch E3 and instead concentrate on the Nintendo stuff. Hmm. I don't know if I'd go that far. I mean, maybe for those who only watch or, you know, care about Nintendo stuff, maybe. But Nintendo's still going to be at E3. It's just the, the press conference, uh, the the presence there, and the whole big glamour of it all, which I, I do miss. I do like seeing the, the cheer of the crowd. But if they can mm-hmm. customize their message and, you know, make it very customer-focused... I'm all for that, too. And, you know, less time, you know, doing awkward things on stage and demos not working. You mean, like, explaining the whole, like, in and out of the ghost chasing game with Nintendo Land? And one more thing, (laughs) fireworks. I mean, enough of things like that. That. (laughs) Exactly. They Uh, better announce a new uh, return to form Paper Mario game. That'd be nice. The last Paper Mario that came out was South Park. Ha! <laughs> Zing. Uh, this is pretty true. But I think I really appreciate what they did with the announcement of this, working with Mega64. And Reggie was really big on it, too. I mean, 
he let them film parts of the Nintendo headquarters that had never been filmed before. Because mm-hmm. they're very like, secretive about it, so... I like that he was good enough sport to actually be in the video himself, like, with the sunglasses. He was Twice. great, too. He was great. <laughs> oh, yeah, my favorite part is when he walks in on him, on the bot, and he's yeah. like, I am the new peripheral designed by Mr. Miyamoto. Forget it, I'm just going home. <laughs> <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> of course, this is also the time when E3 rumors run rampant, and different reports... Uh, Roran, you brought up uh, before the show the patent that Nintendo did where uh, for a handheld device of sorts, we were able to switch the control stick and the buttons. Yeah, it looks so. like you could uh, take out, an, like, put out, put in three analog sticks, three D-pads, or like uh, like the four-button layouts, or like put a mix of all three in different spots. and That would be very interesting. I don't know how they would implement that in their games but if they can do that that way you can put like a make your own two stick controller for so you don't have to get that weird uh pro controller stick that they were selling that would be really interesting yeah absolutely uh so things like that are popping up though we know with patents they don't necessarily get used but it's it's part of nintendo's playbook so we'll see how that happens um you know, they're looking to show different games. Like, they're, they've been making statements at investor meetings, um, like what they're planning to show. So, Miyamoto's apparently involved on in a few games, whether it's, you know, a game that's close to being finished or, you know, just early in development. They're going to show games that apparently show the value of the Wii U gamepad. So, we'll see things like that. Uh, but there's also different, you know, leaks of what the press conferences will entail. There was an amusing one that I'm pretty sure has since been proven fake because certain things pop up on there like, oh yeah, Watch Dogs is going to be at the show after it's playable. Mario (laughs) Kart is going to be at the show after it's already out. So things like that are on this list. But one, it brought up different names. And I thought it would be you know interesting to mention on our Facebook and Twitter. Like how much stock do you put into it? Different names like The Legend of Zelda, Shard of Nightmare as the Wii U game, or Uncharted 4, the sunken... Oh, crap, I forgot what it was. <laughs> the sunken... Something or other. The sunken that... ship. Not yes. the sunken ship. The sunken blade, I believe is what it's called. Uh, other things like Xenogears Origins, as the likely name for X, because X... It can't Marks be the, the name. spot. It can't be the name. the sunken yet. ship... <laughs> And the sunken blade. Oh, it's all coming full circle. Things like Castlevania Symphony of the Night 2 for 3DS. Things like Beyond Good and Evil for Xbox One. Or Beyond Good and Evil 2, rather. Uh, interesting to see things pop up like that. Under um, things such as that. Yeah, you can't put too much stock in it, but it's all part of the pre-E3 hype. And uh, it would be worth a mention now that uh, next episode will be when we reveal our 50... E3 yes or no questions for our contest. Mm-hmm. Trying to develop those and having to change some because segue news <laughs> comes out like from Microsoft something that would seem to be an E3 announcement that they say on June 9th, which is when they have their big E3 press event. On June 9th, you can order an Xbox One. Without Connect for four hundred dollars. Huzzah! 
I think they decided one, to but, you know, announce cool. this. I think they decided to announce this now as opposed to at E3 because they knew they remember E3 of last year and how they were like utterly disgraced <laughs> by everybody on their blogs and everything about all those stupid limitations. <laughs> so if they publicly tell everyone that, oh, yeah, by the way, we're also take, getting rid of that, you know, connect thing that we told you we'd always permanently have at E3, I think there would just be another like another round of butthurt for them. So I, I think that's why they did it now. I agree with you, and I think it's also to focus more on the games at the conference, which I think is is the right move. It's going to be a year that's defined by competing software and exclusives. So the more the time they can focus on that, uh, the better. This was something that I did not think would ever happen, though. The whole point of the Xbox One for them to say that Xbox One is Connect. We develop it for Connect. So that everyone could have Connect from a developer's <laughs> standpoint. So that when you're developing a game for Connect, which we got to see some of those, that oh, every player would have a Connect attached to their Xbox One. And uh, I think Adam Sessler had a tweet, which was very interesting. Like they never really did enough to justify the $500 price point with the early game lineups that required the Connect bundled in. I think they'll still have an option with it bundled in, certainly. Uh, they'll be selling it later in the year independently. They'll be selling Xbox One, or sorry, uh, Connect independently. And uh, not for $100, according to Phil Spencer, who is now the head of the Xbox brand over at Microsoft. So, you know, Roran, your first reactions on this, on this news, seeing it come across the wire. Um, It's... I mean, I was never a fan of Connect in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that, I mean, even though they were forcing, okay, when they first said they were forcing Connect on everyone, I thought, okay, maybe this will finally get the developers to actually develop for it, like they hoped. And now that with the now that it's HD and possibly you know better in low light, that hopefully things will be better. But then since then, I mean, nobody's really like you said. There have been no Connect games that have come out mm-hmm. that I know of. And, and Connect Sports Rivals. There's oh, yeah, there's that. That D4 game that they hope to show more about this year. Mm. But I don't even know if that's but, a required one. They He wants to include that for a, a more immersive experience. But, yeah, not many. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if because of the slow trickle of games, they just decided to cut their losses and just, you know, take it out. Which is something they should have figured was going to happen when the actual first Connect came out. Yeah, <laughs> trying to force something on a developer probably wasn't going to work. And, and in so far, we found after you force the developers to try and use it, it doesn't actually work. Hmm. So, what was your reaction then, Super, when you first saw this news? When I first saw this news, I was like, "Cool, I guess this is something that's a year late and a dollar short." <laughs> I mean, it's uh, it's now the same price as the PS4. So now we can, those who haven't bought into either one now have an actual choice, but a lot of people have already bought into it, and a lot more people are probably just going to buy both sooner or later. Yeah, sooner or later. That's a uh, good point, now that they're both the same price. They're the same price, and if you think about it, they are so very close to being the same system. I mean, yeah. yes, PS4 can get more power and performance right now, but then there's talk with Microsoft that without the Connect, 
you can you know focus more power towards you know the <coughs> performance aspect, which maybe you should have thought that one through without including <laughs> it in the first place then. But no, they were reliant on cloud technology, whatever, and that wasn't going to work out that great. Exactly. So <laughs> with them being the same, it just all goes back to the point of it's all about the games. This E3 is about the games. You, yeah, you got. Your I wonder launch, if you the June ninth release for this one will finally come out without the day one DLC patch that makes it so you don't have to always be online. Probably would. Yeah, I would like that very much, considering I still don't have any good Wi-Fi signal. <laughs> We're working on fixing see... that. We're working on fixing that. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be too surprised to also see a another variant of Xbox One along with this. Uh, whether it's a white system, whether they go with a one terabyte uh, you know, hard drive. Oh, Granted, it would be for more. Right. I think they would do the one terabyte before they do the white system because consoles have been being have been black for like the longest time. Right. I think the N64 was the last one that actually sold different colors. Hey, don't get me wrong. I do like my white PlayStation Vita. That looks pretty nice. And mm-hmm. then, of course, you know, all the 3DS colors. But I, I do... I, I think that could be something they pull at their E3 conferences like, as a one more thing here. The other question that does pop up because of this, you know, trying to get even with Sony, trying to reap in some of the more sales that they so desperately need, does Sony make... A counter offer, if you will. Hmm. Whether it's a price cut, whether it's this certainly has given them the opportunity to rustle something together in the month before E3 mm-hmm. to make an announcement to yeah. further humiliate Microsoft. It's definitely too early to release the PS4 Slim, in my opinion. But it's inevitable; they always release a Slim. Right. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they'll. Maybe they will up their uh, their memory size or. Something. I don't know what they're gonna do. That would be interesting. Or even if it's like, oh, maybe this is when they finally release the uh, the HDMI anti piracy thing, the patch. They did do that already. Take that out. Oh, they did. They did. Oh, I'm behind. Though, Sorry about that. No, no, that's fine. Um, <laughs> though I will say, as I've been tinkering with it, it doesn't work as well as I would have liked it to because Microsoft has that dynamically like you know turns on and off dynamically you know off with games but turns on with video apps like you don't have to go into the settings and tinker with that on playstation 4 the way it is right now it's a system setting and the hdcp has to be turned off if you want to record game footage but then if you try to start a video app like netflix or they don't have youtube yet so let's just say netflix or other similar apps then you say, oh, oh, you have to turn this back on before you use the app. It doesn't do it for you, so that's something they have to change. But yeah, they have gone through with that patch, fortunately. That's generally something they can, you can say about Microsoft, at least. Their uh, their UI is, generally speaking, a lot better than anything Sony puts out. Not necessarily with the Xbox One right now, and that's, that's I'm glad you brought up the UI, because the UI is designed for the connect mm-hmm. so what's going to happen when you take out the connect probably well, the same the... way it'll probably look a lot like the 360 is right now mm-hmm. i don't know I i've never, I've never liked the playstation ui so i like the playstation ui i like i'm a very 
I have a slight case of OCD, so I like to have everything organized in categories like that. But the thing is, like with the, uh, I haven't seen the uh, the more re- most recent UI for Xbox One, but um, if it's anything like what Windows 8 looks like with all the flat squares everywhere, I'm not a fan of that because that's built around a touch screen, and most computers don't have touch screens. And now you're saying that this one's built around the Kinect, and now that the Kinect isn't a like isn't bundled with it anymore. Yeah, I mean, it's just it seems like a mess to me. Yeah, According I, to Solid Snake 120, he's, he says that they've already announced they're releasing an update with a changed UI that's better with controllers. They better, because I think flat scores is a great way of putting it. That's exactly how it is. And it's more mm-hmm. meant for hands or for voice. Uh, I but I think they're also looking... Mention that when I was talking more about the UI interface, it's more has to do with not just the main screen. Like, when they went from their slides whatever it was, with oh, the, yeah. X, the Xbox the blades, 360. Yes, the Blades. The Blades to the NXE, the new Xbox experience. Mm-hmm. That was an amazingly good design, as far as I'm concerned. Right. That was very. That was just very good all around. When it changed to the their X, Windows 8 flat squares thing and just pumped that thing full of ads, it was too... <sighs> they did the too, ads. Yeah. Uh, I remember but have you ever wondered what the bottom of an avatar shoe looks like? Well, bam! There it is. Uh, I remember Yoko. You were talking when Xbox One was first coming out that you were sick of all the ads on 360 inter- yeah. interface, and I, I immediately I, I thought to myself, "Oh, just you wait. They're going to do the same thing." And lo and behold, they did. Sure enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What can you do? That's Microsoft for you. But speaking of those different video apps and all these <laughs> other things, look at that. If you can't necessarily compete with PlayStation, just copy them. Flat out. <laughs> or, you know, just do something that you should have very well done in the first place. The big gripe for the longest time was that certain apps like Netflix, Twitch, Skype, were behind the Xbox Live Gold paywall. Well, that is no longer the case starting in June. And good it's sort of off time. Sort of. Oh, what's sort of? We don't entirely know that some of the apps that you don't pay for are going to be put uh, in front of that paywall. Hmm. We only know about like Netflix, Hulu, and things you actually pay for. We don't know about like YouTube or Twitch yet, at least as far as I've been told. I, YouTube, like if you are, <laughs> <laughs> if you're moving things like Twitch and saying that anyone can access that, I think YouTube. You should be a tip, but no, I mean, yeah, we'll see how Microsoft can mess this one up and then turn it around with another update. This is, the step, right, this is the step in the right direction, though. So mm. kudos to them. It's about damn time. And to have it be much like PlayStation Plus, where it's you know required for online gaming and other premium uh, experiences, but the basic app should be available to everyone. Like premium services, like getting free games. Hey, oh, hey! Uh, they are continuing that. They had their plan on Xbox 360 to get free games of gold. They talked about it last E3, where it was like you know Assassin's Creed 2 and Halo 3, and they added a few more along the way. But now they are doing that with games with gold for Xbox One, uh, and you know they are continuing for a little bit at least with Xbox 360 on 
three six you're getting Dark Souls, Charlie Murder, and Super Street Fighter Four Arcade Edition. On cool. Xbox One, it's Max: The Curse of Brotherhood, which is that little game they showed from the Danish developers right. uh, at last E3, and Halo: Spartan Assault, the uh, Windows Eight experience that's also on Xbox One. I know nothing of that. Yeah, I don't know about that either. Can you fill us in? I haven't played it. Uh, I guess it's more, if I had to think about what it is, I think it's more of like a strategy game. It's not a first-person shooter, really, at all. Um, I would guess it's more of a tactical assault sort of experience. Meant more for touch-based devices. Uh, So, but you're getting it for free if you have an Xbox One. And much like uh, PlayStation Plus games, if you uh, have your subscription run out, you lose the game. That's that's not too surprising. But again, if you can't beat PlayStation, copy them. So, <laughs> yeah. Don't join them. Just blatantly copy them and like a year or two late. Exactly. When, when you're already behind. So with the two systems so very similar, the two... Oh. I'm reading. Sorry to interrupt, but I'm I'm looking at the video review of Spartan Ops right now. It looks a lot like uh, that Alien game that was released on Steam. What's it called? Alien Swarm. Uh, yeah, Alien Swarm it looks just like Alien Swarm. Interesting. That sounds fun. Interesting. Hmm. But yes, the, the systems are so very similar. The environments now are so very similar. Like we've been saying, it's all about the games at this E3. It's going to make it very exciting. The war is on. <laughs> so, should be a very, very good time in less than a month. Can you believe it? Wow. Whew. Time right. flies. Nintendo, don't disappoint, please. Please. Like they disappointed some. Oh, man. Hey. Stop with uh, <laughs> place today. It's our hilarity of the week. Uh, just either funny things in games or just fails. And this is more of a fail that has some redemption, but other people are getting up in arms about it when they're not understanding the situation. The game Tomodachi Life is a Nintendo 3DS game that was recently announced to be coming over to the West. Uh, very Japanese 3DS game. Very uh, life simulator like Animal Crossing. But just a little stranger. It's me characters. Uh, you get to hang out, start relationships. And the social justice universe realized, hey, this game does not let you, you know, start relationships in this Monachi Life game uh, with you know, members of the same sex. You know, no male-male relationships, no female-female relationships. What's up with that, Nintendo? Are you going to change it? Are you going to change the way the game works? Uh, From what I've been reading about this, there was the ability to do this in the Japanese game, but it was a glitch, and it resulted in losses of save files. Oh. So, yeah, this was not intended. Also... Oh, and uh, the other big thing out of Japan is that gay marriage is kind of illegal according to their constitution. Hmm. So Nintendo, a Japanese company, 
making a Japanese game probably would not want to go against those. Uh, the quote, going to Wikipedia, good old Wikipedia here. Uh, Article 24 of Japanese Constitution. It states that, quote, Marriage shall be based only on the mutual consent of both sexes, and it shall be maintained through mutual cooperation through the equal rights of husband and wife as a basis. You are able to have a same-sex marriage only if your foreign partner comes from a land where that is legal. Oh, wow, interesting. Did not know hmm. any, any of that. So you have a Nintendo game here where you know, the players are not meant to have same-sex relationships. And now we are bringing the game over to America and other places where they think a little more progressively about these, you know, civil rights and social rights. Uh-huh. So people were requesting and petitioning for Nintendo to change how the game works, go into the coding uh, to do this. And uh, this is a localization of a game. I think those who were expecting Nintendo to go in and change the coding don't really know how the localization process works. And I think social justice and rage got the better of people, but <laughs> was not helped by Nintendo's response. Unfortunately, uh, they, they responded with this, this PR gem, which, who <laughs> boy, you want to wanna read it, Super? Uh, uh, let's see. <clears throat> Nintendo never intended to make any form of social commentary with the launch of Tamodachi Life. Did I say that right? Yeah. Yes. I said a Japanese thing right. You did better than Tony. Yes. <laughs> the relationship in the game represent a playful alternate world rather than a real-life simulation. We hope that all of our fans will see that Tamodachi Life was intended to be a whimsical and quirky game, and that we were absolutely not trying to provide social commentary. <laughs> the ability for same-sex relationships to occur in the game was not part of the original game that it launched in Japan, and that game is made up of the same code that was used to localize it for other regions outside of Japan. Oops. That, that second half was the bulk of what you needed to say. But... Uh... How do you come out with that? So, Nintendo did a better job a few days later, later. some redemption, by saying, We apologize for disappointing many people by failing to include same-sex relationships in Tomodachi life. Unfortunately, it's not possible for us to change the game's design, and such a significant development change can't be accomplished with a post-ship patch. At Nintendo, dedication is always meant going beyond the games to promote a sense of community and to share a spirit of fun and joy. We are committed to advancing our longtime company values of fun and entertainment for everyone. We pledge that if we create a next installment in the Tomodachi series, we will strive to design a gameplay experience from the ground up that is more inclusive and better represents all players. And yeah, that really depends on if it is successful, but the foundation of it is it's a Japanese game originally. It's not legal by Japan's constitution, and you can't expect a localization to change things in the code like that. But yes, I mean, by saying, talking about the sense of fun and entertainment and joy for everyone, that is the right way to do it. It just should not have been a correction. Yeah. yeah. Um, too bad Tony isn't here, because it reminds me of when... Because he knows all Evangelion. about those same-sex relationships, doesn't he? <laughs> uh, no, but I was actually going to bring <laughs> up uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion about how 
when it was created and had all the Christian symbolism in it because the guy who made it read a Bible once and he's like, hey, this stuff's cool. I'll put this in. Little did he know that when it went, got to the Western world where everyone is predominantly Christian and stuff, they're going to like – they it blew up and he's like, oh my god, what have I done? Hmm. So it's probably the same kind of thing where they didn't expect it to have such an impact outside of Japan and then it did and it just came back to bite them. I think you're spot on with that and I think you gave Tony some warm fuzzies for bringing up Ava on the show. <laughs> Alright, let's get to the story pool and there's a, there's a good chunk of them this week so let's breeze through these. The gaming myth has been confirmed <laughs> of E.T., the Atari game, in the New Mexico landfill. Uh, I think this was a little sullied, in my opinion, by Microsoft being there and being very proactive on social media because of something else that we'll, we'll talk about in our story pool. I just think there was a little much by them. Like, you had no involvement in this, Microsoft. So, so what are you doing with this? Uh, but more games than just E.T. were apparently found. Just hundreds of games. Uh, <laughs> I Hearing that this was... I kind of had a feeling that the legend was true all these years. But now finally having confirmation of it just makes me smile on the inside. Just that they actually, like, in desperation, really did bury all their games in the sand. It's just <laughs> interesting to me. I wonder how this impacts the angry video game nerd movie that is supposed to be focusing on E.T. and about this story. So, uh-huh. we'll That's see. a good question. It all depends on how he wrote the script. But yeah, E.T., Centipede, other games, it is true. Uh, big news in the Pokemon world. Sorry, Doug. The Ruby and Sapphire remakes. Hoenn confirmed. Box art confirmed. Pretty much. Uh, they did show a brief little bit of gameplay on the Pokemon Get TV show over in Japan. Uh, but it was really just Groudon and Kyogre just in their battle environment. Interesting uh, uh, bit of redesign on the characters to implement the Alpha and Omega in each of them. Not only that, but I question that may be their mega evolution. Oh, good point. I mean, we do have Latios and Latias with a mega evolution that was never really confirmed, but it was in the the data coding for X and Y. Right. I think very likely to see that here. Um, and I think there have been some rumors going around with some uh, Koro Koro scans, maybe suggesting... That Groudon Kyogre may have some sort of fusion element as a mega evolution with Rayquaza. So <laughs> there's maybe that going around. Uh, also, the starters definitely do get mega evolutions. You had Mega Blaziken as the giveaway in X and Y for the, the Torchic, but it's more or less confirmed. We don't know what they look like, but uh, Sceptile and Swampert will very, very likely be getting mega evolutions as well. What's your uh, experience with Gen 3? Like, What are your experiences with? Any fond memories? I actually skipped over the Gen 3. I pretty much didn't pick up a Pokemon game again until X and Y wow. after <clears throat> Gold and Silver. Um, because, I, I don't know, I've, I found uh, other RPGs like Mega Man Battle Network 3 and stuff. But I still always liked Pokemon 
but I just never really found the time to do a game until recently when it had that big resurgence. And I'm glad that I'm playing it now again. But yeah, I just I don't have much to say about the in-between generations. Very interesting. It felt like a big old ball of wasted potential. <laughs> <laughs> when I went and played it, uh, it was I had bought Platinum and I was holding on to it. I didn't have a DS at the time, but my, my buddy, he let me borrow his DS later on. And when he did, I just kind of casually looked over. I'm like, are you playing your Emerald and your uh, Fire Red? And he's just kind of like, no, not really. I'm like, can I make an account on those and just run through those real quick? And he's like, yeah. So I ran through Fire Red, and I ran through both Ruby and Emerald, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by the end of that, I was just kind of like, that was worse than Gen 2. <laughs> by a pretty wide margin. It was kind of cool seeing all the new stuff. But in the end, Fire Red was a lot of fun. But, you know, for Emerald and Ruby, it, just to have drop all the really cool stuff, like the night-day mechanics from uh, Gen 2, it just felt like a big old ball of wasted potential. Even the story felt like it was falling flat. I really hope that they work hard to fix that kind of thing in this, especially since they have so much more to prove after X and Y's story. Right, right. And it is going to be more or less the same story. Uh, they're saying it's kind of a new generation will get to experience the story, uh, but it would not surprise me if they add more things like they, they did. better. Yeah, right. Like they didn't, you know, Fire Red, Leaf Green. Like they didn't Heart Gold, Soul Server. Yeah, uh, I, little... really, I really feel like this one had the biggest potential to have a really good story mm-hmm. because this was kind of the one where the story. This is the first time it's really kind of been a big kind of story element. The other ones were make it to the Leaf Four. And Gen 2 was big to the Elite Four, but some other things happened. This one was the first time where it was the Elite Four wasn't really your end goal in mind. Right. It was showing off your 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 mascot uh, legendaries and stuff like that mm-hmm. in a way that Gen 2 was just sort of like, hey, these guys are existing in here. This one was, hey, these guys are a huge story element. Yeah, this was the first one where the story was a big difference between... Uh, not only you know did Gen three change a lot of the Pokemon structure you know with natures with revamping you know the EVs and IV systems. That's why a lot of people can take their Pokemon from Gen three and bring them all the way to X and Y. Though that will change soon with uh, Nintendo Wi Fi connection stopping in six days. So oh, that's there soon, are huh? get all yeah get all that stuff done. Pokemon fans. However, uh, you oh, know, with there are difference... efforts currently, right? If they, if you're interested in them, there is efforts for community-run servers. As long as you get your friend code in there soon, you can continue playing those games. Interesting. Hmm. We'll have to try to see if we can put that in our show notes. Yeah, because mm-hmm. GameSpy runs the uh, Nintendo Wi-Fi connection. Oh wow! That's, and that's yep. GameSpy still around? And not for long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, with you know Ruby and Sapphire, with Team Magma and Team Aqua, and you know the stories were slightly different, more so than earlier generations. So like that was a big thing. Um, but no, I mean I don't have like the greatest attachment to Gen Three. It'll be interesting to revisit, but it wasn't the strongest overall. But you know it's it is big for the Pokemon community. Uh, you know the whole Hoenn confirmed bit, and I'm sure we'll be seeing it more at E3. Uh, you know, actual gameplay footage during Nintendo's digital event. So, yeah, we'll Do you think see. these will have the Pokemon Bank 
uh, functionality. I'm sure they are on 3DS. I'm sure it will. Yeah, I mean, the whole idea of Pokemon Bank is that it would have the compatibility for future iterations. So you're going to have people who are taking their Pokemon from the original Hoenn and bringing them into reimagined Hoenn more than 10 years later. It's been 11 they years. The, the wild Pokemons. It's been 11 years since Ruby now I just Sapphire. Damn, we are of, old. We are old. Yep. I just had a thought of like taking... I know I was thinking the same thing. But I had a thought just now when you said bringing them 10 years later. Like You take a Pokemon or a trainer and put them in cryo for 10 years and then let them out. And they're like, whoa, everything is so different. Yeah. And some things stay the same. Pretty much, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, more Nintendo news... Because, why not? Mario Kart 8 had a direct where they pretty much let everything out of the bag. All the characters, all the tracks. Great, great, great soundtrack. Holy crap. That is one... The music part of that direct, which was pretty quirky trying for different channel changes. They're like, yeah. you apologize if you don't like the style of this one. But the music section was hands down the best part. It was uh, amazing. I am very excited that they brought actual real skilled drifting back. You don't have to hold down R and wait. You can actually jiggle the stick again. Because mm-hmm. having to do that in the Wii and the other versions is, I don't know. It, just, it felt like it was babying to me. But now that they actually introduced skill again, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Now, they also announced the final two characters that with <laughs> uh, with random make 30, which is, you know, I think six more. Than, I think they had 24 in Mario Kart Wii, so it's a bump up. I love me some Rosalina. <laughs> Always fun. Baby Rosalina is a goddamn cop-out. Yep. <laughs> That's terrible. I don't Why wasn't it Kirby? Was... I'm sorry, you were saying... I said, why wasn't it Kirby? <laughs> yeah, Kirby in <laughs> Kirby the Smash on, trailer. Yeah. Kirby on the Hydra. That yeah. would be cool. Mm-hmm. That would have been so fantastic. I wanted Kirby so bad, and it felt like that was just a really bad idea not to put him in. You know, it's, to have some cohesion with your stuff. But <sighs> Baby Rosalina and <sighs> Pink Gold Peach... I get Metal Mario. Really, I do. But Pink Gold Peach is one of the worst character selection choices in a game that is taking seven Koopalings and counting that as seven characters. How is... Yeah, I mean, well, the the person you pick really doesn't have... Unless they changed it back where the person is connected to their own cart. But... Yeah, picking the character doesn't really have much of a difference nowadays, does it? It's really just No, aesthetic. it does. It, it does. does. Then you combine that with the different cart customizations that they have. Uh, it's going to you know, make a difference. And then some courses are going to be better for carts. Some are going to be better for bikes. But uh, where is Funky Kong? Where is Dry Bowser? Where are these... Ooh, Dry Bowser would be cool. You had Rob... In Mario Kart DS, you have all these other options for great character inclusions. You could have done Cranky Kong, and that would be a better choice than Pink (laughs) Peach. 
I understand that they want another heavy character and probably should do another like, another female one and they just could not come up with another good one. So they just threw like a metal Mario skin over Peach and called it a day. I can understand that, but taking up a, a character slot that could have deservingly gone to another character, it kind of feels like, you know, brawl all over again with the Nightmare roster that end up as true. Uh, yeah, kind of. Though- like, we understood why there were clones in Melee. They were added last minute, to be honest. And in a game that took 11 months to make, I can understand last minutes. But this game took a long time to make. Mm-hmm. And characters are super important to a lot of people. And to show off baby Rosalina and pink gold peach. I, for one, am excited that each of the Koopalings kind of have their own thing. I like this whole resurgence for them. And I feel like they can do a lot more with them. But make it one Cough, cough, paper Mario, cough. Yeah, yeah, make it one Koopaling and you can cycle through. Just seven character slots for all of them. I don't know. I, I'm okay with the seven character slots for all of them, especially if they handle differently. Mm. It's because that's they have that ability. Because I know in Mario Kart Wii, Funky Kong on the right bike with this kind of thing was the best in the game. Like, hands down, just best. Funky Kong was one of those. Interesting that you brought him up earlier. Yeah, right. Well, but, I, I like, mean, you know, the character you choose has, you know, it it, ha- it has an effect on the race. So I understand choosing a different Koopaling. But, and I love the fact that they're trying to give them their own super personalities more than they're just their looks and such like that. All that's really great. But are we still hanging on to the baby versions? Yeah. Lightweight class. That was Yoshi. Yoshi and Toad are lightweights. Yeah. You don't, I mean, I still understand, ba- like, keeping Baby Mario and Baby Luigi. Those, again, you could make the 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 effort to explain those. They were yeah, they in all the game. They Yoshi's Island. The history. Yeah. But, like, really? Hmm. Baby Daisy, Baby Peach, yeah, Baby Rosalina. Bring back so Baby cute. Bowser. Baby <laughs> Bowser was a boss. Yeah. They're so no, cute, super. <laughs> cute. Uh, different things ah. that they also added, like different online modes, uh, which also seem to be a lot better. But Mario Kart TV, uh, creating highlights, uploading them to YouTube, and having Nintendo claim the content ID immediately. Mm, good job there, Nintendo. Hey, maybe people are just going to capture... You know, their own footage and edit their own footage and not use the system. But I do hope that they implement something like that for Smash Brothers. It would be a perfect. And it's like almost a, a trial run to see how that works. Though, the best news, and I'm not just talking about you know the soundtrack and all the tracks revealed, which is amazing. But the deal that you can get through July 31st, when you buy Mario Kart 8 and register it on Club Nintendo... You get one of four, at least in the United States, one of four Wii U games for free via download code voucher. New Super Mario Bros. U, Legend of Zelda Wind Waker HD, Pikmin 3, or Wii Party U. So if you're on I'm the fence about... I'm the Wind Waker. Yeah, if you're on the That's fence about... That's probably the one I'd get too. If you're on the fence about a Wii U, get the bundle that there's coming with it on May 30th when the game comes out. Yep. Get that download... 
I'm going to go Wii Party U because that's the only one I haven't played yet. <laughs> but uh, good on Nintendo for doing that. Uh, Europe gets far more games to choose from, but then again, they do need Wii U sales. They're pretty desperately. They need a lot more help. So Even 3DS is struggling over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bought the new Super Mario Brothers U uh, bundle uh, when it was on sale at uh, for Black Friday, and so I already have that. So I haven't actually, oddly enough, I've never played Legend of Zelda: Wind Waker. Oh, so I love Wind Waker. It Do that on the D. I hear the HD version is uh, way better than it's the excellent. original too. Excellent, so excellent. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a good time. Mm-hmm. So really excited for Mario Kart Eight. There, uh, we were talking about for the ET and how Xbox was there, it's because they're making their own programming to be shown on the Xbox platforms that they call Xbox Originals. Premium dramas, comedies, documentaries, animation, unscripted show, and live events. So one of these is a documentary that they're planning to do about the uh, ET burial. The so, Halo franchise project that we heard about. Yeah, yeah the Steven Spielberg, and there's talks that Showtime is involved on that one. That's kind of interesting. So uh, I would likely see that on cable in addition to the Xbox platforms. Uh, we'll have the in our show notes if you really want to read about all the different ones that they have planned or what's in development. But uh, it's, it's more of Microsoft trying to combine all their efforts under one roof, uh, get all the entertainment options into, under their ecosystem. Show us the games at E3. <laughs> That's what you got to do. It's the whole theme of this episode, but it really is the truth. Well, what's games? <laughs> what, what is this <laughs> games, you say? Hmm. Just like how Nintendo, you know, how they have the near-field communication uh, option on their gamepad that they really haven't used outside of Activision doing it for them with Skylanders. And then, yes, they did have Pokemon Rumble Blast U with some of the Pokemon toys. But apparently Nintendo at the investor Q&A that they had in Japan, they were talking about releasing toys for their video games that they're currently calling NFP, the Nintendo figure platform. Uh, could work with you know 3DS as well with an adapter. Roran. <laughs> Chances this gets involved with Super Smash Brothers. Oh, that... Hmm... That would be really cool, but I really don't see that happening because Smash Brothers is such a, uh, like, well, I don't want to say competitive. It is competitive, but, like, in Nintendo's eyes, it's just, it's more of, like, you have all the characters in there already, and you don't really need the, I think putting the figures in would complicate things. So, I don't know if it would work with Smash Brothers, but it might have, you might have some kind of thing, like, maybe a... Nintendo themed uh, Skylanders game instead. But so yeah, I don't really see God it happening on Nintendo Land 2. So yeah. help me God. Yeah, something like that. Uh, but do, do, I don't see do, it for Smash. Do, 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 do. And then you put the thing on the gamepad, and then it's a mascot in the park. Da, 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 da. <laughs> that would be awful. Uh, Super, your thoughts, chances? Uh, I think it'd be kind of cool if. You could do it for Smash in like, hey, I'm playing a casual game, and I put it on the thing, and boop, there is an assist trophy. That's it. 
That's all I want if it's going to be mixed with Smash in some way. I honestly don't think it will be. I think this is something they haven't really focused on at all for Smash. Otherwise, we probably would have heard something about it by now. Well, I'll hold my is... and since we, especially with the Smash Brothers Direct that we had, I think we're in the clear as far as that's concerned. For everything else, I, I don't. <laughs> I have a problem with calling them toys. <laughs> they look like plat- little things on a platform. They're statues. They aren't. They aren't toys. I They're collectibles. The back when Smash 3DS was announced, that people thought it was going to be more of a single-player uh, driven game. And if these toys, if these were, I think I heard that somewhere. I forget where, but uh, that was disproven, obviously. But if that, if it were still a single-player more experience where you level up your own character and then fight with them on the Wii U, as was rumored, these toys would probably be good for that. Although, how would you make it a portable... Like, would you keep your toys at home so that when you play on, like, the train or somewhere, you level up and then synchronize it? Or I really don't see how that would work either, so mm. I don't think this would ever go for Smash. This thing's got me, a lot of problems with it. Let me put something in your head that may give it... A 10% chance mm-hmm. of Smash. I mean, for transferring the data to the character, they're showing something like a stand that would connect to the 3DS, and then the touch on the gamepad, the little rectangle that's in the lower left corner. If you have a gamepad, you know to what I'm referring to. That would be the contact point for the gamepad and for the Wii U. We still have to learn more about customizing characters. Customized sets and all these different things. They were very mum about that in the Smash Brothers Direct. Mm. There is the possibility, and I'm not saying it's a good one. (laughs) I think very slight. But if you have a Nintendo toy like this, I don't think they would even make one for every Smash Brothers character. I think it would be be yours and it would have your data and all that. If the Wii U and 3DS don't have an inherent way of communicating with each other and passing this customized data along, this may be the way to do it. Yeah, that's the only way I can see it. Well, I don't... Yeah, see, I still stand by my theory that that's too expensive and it's just a big hassle because even on the Wii, you you could wirelessly communicate directly with the DS to send your Miis over. So I really think if it does have connect the interconnectivity, it would just be a setting in the menu to say, okay, pair your 3DS now, and right. then it'll send over the data. Yeah, but we haven't really seen any games that take full advantage of that. I mean, there are always hopes that maybe the 3DS would be a controller, but they didn't do anything like that. I'm just saying, putting it out there, outside chance. Mm-hmm. I'm still wondering when we're going to get the, uh, the Miiverse app for your cell phones God, so that you yeah. can have your me. No spoilers. Have your cell phone that can actually do that now. I'm waiting for it. Yeah, no spoilers or anything. Like that is still a question on our uh, our 50 E3 yes or no questions. We're still waiting on the will they reveal the smartphone Meverse app? <laughs> I know they have the web browser. That's fine, but an app would just work so much better. Right. And finally, COD Call of Duty. Only Call of Duty would. Say, we're showing you reveal the next Call of Duty game this weekend. Prepare yourselves for hashtag a new era. Uh, uh, oh, our trailer got leaked this very night. 
oh, well, we were going to show you it over this weekend, but here's our trailer. And it's called Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. You get some Kevin Spacey in there. Uh, Kevin Spacey, great actor. Uh, House of Cards, all yeah. that. Uh, he seems to be playing the leader of a PMC, a private military corporation. And uh, a lot of high-tech stuff in the new Call of Duty. Designed next-gen console first, as opposed to trying to split like they did with Ghosts. Though it isn't confirmed yet if it is for Wii U. There are some logos floating around in the source code on the website that would suggest that. Uh, or even not sure if they are doing a 360 PS3 version. I would imagine with how the game looks, the sooner we can start putting last gen behind us, the better, I think, for game development. I don't know. This just looks like, hey, we're done being real. Real's boring now. Everyone's us. We're going to try something crazy. I mean, this is also, you know, one of the three Call of Duty developer teams. I mean, this is Sledgehammer. They helped with Infinity Ward on Modern Warfare 3, but now to help the different teams, you know, spend more time on the game, this is Sledgehammer. Uh, Next will be Treyarch, who last worked on Black Ops 2, and then Infinity Ward again, who did Ghosts last year. So, uh, we'll see. Uh, Kevin Spacey, kudos for including him. Uh, It may interest some people to at least give the campaign a try. The the modeling on his character model looks like actually really good. It looks like very similar to what he looks like. Like they did a good job on that. Yeah. Uh, it reminds me of when Nathan Fillion was in uh, Halo and his yeah. player model yeah. looked kind of like him, but not so much. This next gen stuff is definitely very impressive. Yeah. Looks a lot like the real guy. There's some people complaining about the eyes. Uh, you know, you're going to have a very difficult time with that, especially so early in this next gen life. So like, I, by the end, of you know, oh, once this, this once 4K becomes the norm, oh, it's gonna be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so, a tech guy. I love that stuff. <laughs> so that's uh, our story pools. Games that are out recently. You got NES Remix Two, uh, the compilation of games on Wii U that try to you know mix up the classical NES games. So you know certain things. I think maybe like the first NES Remix had, or maybe it was this one that had, you know do Super Mario Brothers but right to left. You know, try it, try it this way, a little mix on things. So that compilation is out now on Wii U. The Amazing Spider-Man 2 uh, movie tie-in, not too special. Ooh. Combat and you know, whoop-de-doo. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, All-Star Battle, uh, the fighting game based off the popular manga and anime. I saw in a screenshot today that it has a reference to The Room. So he <laughs> wins. Like Tommy was so The Room? Yes. Uh... As you long to... as they try and keep in, I'll be happy. <laughs> so I, I think when you're tearing me apart, it already already wins. Uh, Daylight. That's his finisher. There you go. <laughs> I think it's an, an, an end victory quote. Um, a Daylight is a survival horror game that was uh, brief and not that good. I got a free code for it, though. I have yet to try it with one of my graphics cards. Uh, but it's from Atlas publishing it. Uh, basically you're in survival horror and you're going through this haunted place with your cell phone to kind of light up the ways and use different apps. Uh, apparently really uninspired puzzle designs there. <laughs> Child of Light getting a lot of accolades. I still have yet to play it. Uh, you know, a lot of reviewers really enjoying it. A very fairy tale. It's used with the uh, the UB engine. The c- very colorful 
hand-drawn animation style uh, that Rayman Legends used the same engine. Ooh. So think of that, but more with an RPG style. You have a kind of uh, timed attack system. Uh, really check it out. Like A lot of RPG fans are really enjoying Child of Light. Uh, we have some Kirby fans in the Show Me News community, and Kirby Triple Deluxe is now out on 3DS. That game, a lot of people are saying it's a lot of fun. Uh, so go and play that one if you want a good Krabby game. <laughs> I, I guess Macabre. The, the only Kirby game I haven't really liked is uh, The Amazing Mirror. Because like yeah, friends. Uh, I don't know the open that's the open world one right where you can go through yes. different levels out of order I don't know I, that just confuses the heck out of me I prefer Kirby to be linear hmm. I loved Amazing Mirror it's my favorite one very interesting opinion clash uh, Mario Golf World Tour uh, that one's good if but it's it's golf so you like golf play Mario Golf. Uh, Gave that one a go. MLB 14, the show. I wanted to play this one. I wanted to get this one, but I'm I'm loaded up with other games right now. Uh, came out on PS4. Looks a lot better than the PS3 version, uh, and it's really the only solid baseball simulator out there right now with the 2K franchise going away for MLB. And finally, uh, yesterday, uh, Walking Dead season two, episode three, that came out, and uh, some reviews are saying that's a little disappointing, which is too bad because the first couple episodes really built it up as a being a, a very good successor to the first season but this one kind of leveling out not much character development a very predictable villain and i'm right now concerned since i moved my steam setup i may have lost all my walking dead data <clears throat> wait is it cloud is it does it go with the steam cloud i've heard that that game does not oh so i, I am rather concerned that I made well, now you so. get to make all the good choices. I made some pretty good choices. I mean, I haven't had really anyone outside the uh, the first decision uh, in this second season die yet. I know, I know there could have been characters that could have died in episode two, and I gotta say, I came out pretty unscathed, but no, that, that's probably, uh, that might be all gone, and I'm concerned about that. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe this one's disappointing because it's more set up than for the next episodes. Uh, I guess, and there is you know such high expectations. I think that's maybe also part. That's of true. Uh, no time for Super and I with the soapbox, but Rorin, you wanted to give something a plug. Please do. Yes. So for all you fine listeners out there and viewers, all all of you, I am doing a movie, a comedy feature film that I wrote at Second City while I was a student there. Second City in Chicago is where people like Tina Fey, uh, Stephen Colbert, John Candy, people, pretty much everyone from SNL That's a came from. Steve Carell is so, also there, right? Yep, Steve Carell. Yeah, yes. um, oh, I didn't know you went. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. they were. It's quite, pretty interesting being in the same place that they were in. Um, but I, I took some screenwriting classes there and uh, came out after a year with this screenplay about uh, two secret agents. Uh, it's called My Date with a Secret Agent. It's a, an action comedy musical inspired by <laughs> Dr. Horrible and Video Game High School. Ah. And mm-hmm. so what it is is uh, Tom is the lead tech agent at the agency. He's He always is in the basement making all the new gadgets and everything. And he's very... He, 
is a shy kind of person. And Laura is the main field agent. She's the one who goes out on all the missions and kicks all the butt and takes all the names. So if any of you watch Archer, she's pretty much like Lana. And so one day he and Tom likes Laura, but he can never talk to her. So one day a mutual friend sets them up to go out on a date and it finally, after some coaxing, works out. They're on their date, and immediately their agency is destroyed by the evil Dr. Rhodium. And they're the only two survivors. And so now they have to team up to save the world. All right. So, yeah, it's. I'm never going to have a first date that tops that. <laughs> uh, it's got. That's usually six... my second date. <laughs> it's got uh, six brand new original songs because uh, it is a musical. So. Uh, yeah, my friend from high school who is uh, into music uh, contacted me. I contacted I contacted him, actually, about something unrelated and brought up the project. I'm like, hey, this is a musical I'm doing. He's like, hey, by the way, I know music. Can I help you with the songs? And I said, hey, that's great. So he's he and his uh, co-worker are helping to write the songs. And from what I've heard, they've sent me their demos as they keep working on them. They're nice. I like them a lot. So I'm looking forward to this. Excellent. Yeah, my uh, I have an Indiegogo right now to raise funds for it. The budget is seven hundred thousand dollars, so that is quite a steep uh, first time uh, like budget for an Indiegogo. Yeah. But I'm doing the flexible funding, so whatever I is whatever's donated, I get to keep, which is nice. It's not all or nothing. Mm. Um, I said it like that because you never know what'll happen. Right. Um, but yeah. Uh, it's up right now. It's uh, you're probably gonna have a link in the show notes. Definitely will. Yes. And what's cool about it is, um, you guys know Doug Walker from uh, yes the uh, Nostalgia Critic. Mm-hmm. He and Malcolm Ray are going to be cameoing in it. Oh, so, sweet. Yeah, I actually I got to meet Malcolm and Doug at uh, Anime Midwest one year uh, last year actually. And it turned out Malcolm goes to, uh, well, went to Columbia College Chicago like I did. He was only a year behind me. And so that got me in. And then I talked to him and Doug about the movie, and they seemed to like it. So they agreed to cameo in it. And right as we were starting this podcast, Doug uh, plugged the Indiegogo on his uh, his Facebook. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Uh, now, what are some of the uh, the stretch goals that you're looking to do? Uh, stretch goals are like uh, going to festivals. And, well, I'm always going to go to festivals, but pretty much stretch goals are really just um, making the movie look better and uh, everything. So that's mostly what it's going to be for. All right. Hmm. Uh, you, you were telling me uh, when you were you know, pitching the whole idea of wanting to be on the show and all this, you were hoping to get a, a special guest star. Uh, yes, I was hoping to get a special guest star, but I just got an email today that he will be busy at the time that we originally thought oh, to shoot. Oh. Uh, mm. But that doesn't mean that he's not going to be in it. So I hope that if I don't, if I can't shoot it in in August, that uh, I can hope, if I can push it back and he'll still be available then. Then that would be great. But yeah, it was going to be. I don't want to jinx myself, but it's. Uh, I was thinking of asking John Delancey from. Uh, Star Trek The wow. Next Generation mm-hmm. Q to be in it. Uh, it's He's also yeah, known if for you something look, else these days. Mm-hmm. Discord on My Little Pony. Mm-hmm. No, it's Discord. Desmond Miles from the Assassin's Creed series. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I don't watch the show. 
Right. Yeah, uh, you can see Yoko scrolling through my uh, Indiegogo there. And Breaking Bad? Damn. Yeah, he was in there for a while. Um, oh. Yeah, so I'm excited to do this, and hopefully everything will work out. Hopefully we can still get John Delancey if we push it back, because it looks looking like we may have to push it back, so uh, not shooting in April anymore. But, uh, I mean, not April, August, I mean. August. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm excited. And so please spread the word and donate. Absolutely. Definitely give us some funding. Let's let's help a fellow Sminja out in his uh with his big project. That yeah. that's really cool. I'm I'm definitely gonna go help how I can. Thank you. Definitely. Plus, um I as I have said in private with you guys, I am intending to put a little product placement for Show Me Your News in there. One of the characters is gonna go on the computer. I'm thinking of putting them putting Show Me Your News on the screen. Wow. That's that's really awesome. I'm <laughs> so flattered. This episode, it's just it's that's all. I'm no thank you. That that really does mean a lot. And mm-hmm. really, best of luck to you. And keep us posted, please. Thank you. All right. Yeah, I'll keep an eye on the email. That is for sure. Uh, let's wrap up the show with our YouTube video recommendations. We're getting close to that two-hour limit. Um. Super, you have a YouTube video for us. I really don't this time. I haven't been paying too much time, too much attention to the internet recently. Mm-hmm. Been uh, been just a little too busy just with everything else. Uh, so I don't have a recommendation. I don't even have it like anything on hand. So uh, no, I don't. So no, okay. <laughs> uh, if you think of one, nothing let us know. I will definitely th- try. Ryan, you have one for us? Yes, besides my um, Indiegogo pitch um, that is all in rhyme, which I'm pretty proud of. Um, so besides that one, I actually found a uh, pretty interesting video, charming, about um, there's this news team that went to this family's house with uh, – they're, they're, they're a pretty modern family with uh, like a, a seven-year-old and a like 15-year-old and stuff, and – they gave them a Commodore 64 and a tape deck and a bunch of all this 80s technology, and they were seeing if kids today who weren't raised on that old stuff can use like cassette tapes and stuff like that. Hmm. And it was a thought I'd had in my brain for a while, like, hmm, I know how to use a cassette because I was raised on it, but what if nobody was? And so they give it to these kids and see how they react and if they can figure out how to do it on their own. It's pretty interesting. Do you happen to recall the name of the video? Uh... Family with 80s tech. Let me look it up on my YouTube right here. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, drop drop me a link and we'll include that in the show notes. Yeah. Um, that that makes me think of there is uh, also kids of a, today versus 1980s technology. Kids of today. Uh. Uh, that reminds me of the kids react to. Yep. Uh, and how they gave them like dial phones like rotary phones <laughs> and also cassette tapes and like ju- they just didn't know and like the guys were asking them you know things like you know would you know what this sound is and like if the, the busy signal and they're like no what's that and well when they're using the phone it would be busy and so you have to call them back later or they ask like well how would you text message someone with this kind of phone <laughs> And it's, it's, uh, that's an amusing watch as well. Uh, when related to that older technology and kids of today sort of theme, 
my video uh, comes from the television show Louie. And uh, they're oh, back okay. in their fourth season. Yep. Uh, two episodes per Monday. Uh, they just did episode three and four this past Monday. And I'm traveling. I'm in Indiana. I come back, and this morning I watched the third episode called So Did the Fat Lady. I haven't the, heard that joke in a long time. The last third of the episode, you can watch it shot. on your own. It's it's a long shot for seven minutes, and those are always impressive. Just, yeah, you know, using you moving the camera, just the actors who are able to make a scene that compelling. I highly recommend everyone watches this scene because the Louis show they put. You know, certain really good scenes on their YouTube channel legally because it's through FX and all that. But this this scene was not only just gripping and just a scintillating watch, but it makes a statement that you don't really see on television. No. Uh, with, you know, body image and romantic relationships and attractiveness and the imbalances that uh, occur therein. So... Please do watch the link that I post in the show notes. Um, you could also probably search. It's from season four, episode three of Louie on FX. Uh, and it's called So Did the Fat Lady is the name of the episode. But my goodness, I, I was I was watching the scene and just enraptured the whole time. It's a very, very interesting watch that really says a lot that you don't see on TV really anywhere. So kudos to Louis C.K. for writing Kudos to at least Sarah Baker is the actress's name. Kudos for the acting job. That was incredible. Please watch it. Mm. On that note, anything else you guys want to you know touch on quickly as we wrap up the uh, show? I have an old YouTube video that I watch from time to time. Oh, it's called it's a it, it's an old YouTube poop music video. YTPMV. It's to look uh, for it. You have to put that in there. Uh. Looking for you. I'll let you find it out on your own. <laughs> oh, Looking wow. For you. That title makes me think of so many things. I, it's yeah. a Mario one. The other day I came across the video that Tony recommended once on an older episode. Uh, the YouTube poop with the, Hi-ho, Kermit the Frog here. Oh, no, <laughs> the Cookie Monster come back. It's not an orange. It's not an orange, it's not an orange. Oh, 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 yeah, there's a lot of bad ones. Elvin YTP is a good one, but he didn't do Looking for You. He he is a very, very good one. I think he does actually that uh that Kermit the Frog Cookie Monster one, I believe. Yep, he did. Also the Aladdin one. That's a classic. <laughs> Man, also another good one would be Mama 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 Mama. <laughs> Done by the same artist as the one I just said for Looking for You, so it's at least easier to find. There you go. To find the artist, he... His stuff can be weird sometimes because he sometimes throws in a one or two disturbing images. Hmm. But the ones I just recommended do not have them. That's why I'm recommending those ones. All right. 
But uh, he to find his stuff, you put in Papa Mario, but backwards. So O uh, I R and so on and so forth. Okay. AP AP. Well, Roran, thank you so much for being on the show. Really enjoyed having you on, and and thank you for you know telling us about my date with the secret agent. Go check yeah, that out on Indiegogo. Thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely. So, Sminges, let's go donate and help Roran out here. He's given ShowMeNews.com a plug. That's that's good enough for me. <laughs> All right, guys. With that, I am Yoko. I'm Super. And I'm Roran. All right. We're out. Thanks for listening. Find out more about this show and other podcasts at the Show Me Your News Network, where you can embrace your inner nerd over at ShowMeYourNews.com. Fans can interact with other sminjas at the friendliest community on the net at ShowMeYourNews.com slash forum. Show me your news! Yep. Mm. Yeah, people listen on their iPod oh, and phones. I know oh, that's what I do. I can, I feel bad. I can never get to these live, but I always listen on my phone. Oh, that's really cool. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It's always whenever I see it pop up in my feed, I'm like, "Yee, another episode!" It is because it really is my favorite podcast. Wow, thank you. That's <laughs> really flattering. <laughs> I'm all flattered up. Is that another word for drunk? <laughs> It's another life cast. Oh, I have. Oh, my God. I actually have my whiskey here. I have white wine. (laughs) I have a bottle of water. That is the smart (laughs) choice. Right now I'm drinking myself some half and half. I've been just eating so terribly because of travel and then just a long work week. And you just got to eat fast. (laughs) Got to go fast. Got to go fast. Oh, Sanic. <laughs>